Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey everyone, welcome back to Forward Farming. This week, you're stuck with Becca again. Sorry in advance. Um, I've got my coffee. I've got about an hour. I doubt I'll talk to myself for that long, but I've got some free time. So I wanted to uh, sit and chit chat for a little bit. Um, Amber is taking the week off. Um, please continue if you're the praying type to just keep her and her family in your prayers. Um, and I, I don't really have a topic. So I was basically just going to steal Amber's topic. Um, <laughs> last week, she talked about just like how she got to where she is. Um, so I thought I would do the same thing because my background is obviously a lot different than a lot of farmers. Um, and I don't really talk about it all too much anymore, just because my story has changed so much. Like that seems like it was so long ago. Um, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, and yeah, just going to fly by the seat of our pants. Like, like we always do. So I guess to get started, I'll do some highs and lows and a goal and then we'll get into my, my life story. Um, okay. So my low for the week, you know, I just went over all these in my head before I started recording. So I wouldn't sound like this. Um, I think my low though is just the fact that I have not been able to, I don't want to say find time. It's, it's me not making time for myself necessarily. Um, it was kind of funny a few weeks ago, like the, the day before our daycare shut down, I was talking to one of my coworkers and I was just telling her how I was kind of not necessarily burnt out, but like, it was just, it was, it's a lot to, to be a working mom and to, to be a mom and like, feel like you're doing a good job working and being a mom. Yada, yada. If, if, I mean, you know, uh, so I had literally, we, we had a conversation about it. Um, I just, I just say it, it, it was something that I just kind of needed to get off my chest. And so she's like, you know, you just, you need to make time to like do things for you. I said, I know, like, I, I want to, I, I know I need to, I need to like pick a day where I just do kind of the bare minimum at work. Like I just feed calves and then I leave. Um, and then I need to go do something like it can be as simple as I, we were talking about like getting our nails done because when I was getting my nails done, uh, this summer, like spring, summer, uh, before Jack was born, it was, that was my me time. And that was, it's silly to say, but I just like felt a little bit more put together with my nails done. I don't know. I don't know why I, I don't wear makeup. I don't like ever dress up. I don't do any of that stuff, but having my nails done just felt, felt right. Um, so, you know, we talked and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make, pick a day. I don't know a day yet, but I'm going to pick a day where nothing else is going on. I can just feed the calves and I'll go get my nails done. Well, joke was on me because the very next day, daycare shut down for COVID. Uh, and it shut down for two weeks and I got the text message and then I, or like, or I don't know, on our little app thing. And then I remember telling her, I was like, how ironic that I like just said I needed to make time for myself. And I had, you know, a plan in motion and then, and then that happened. Um, but that two weeks, it was great. It was really nice. Sophie was in school still. Uh, it was just nice to like spend time with Jack and Joe by themselves. 
just, I don't know. We don't ever really get that, that time together, especially like when Jack was sleeping, it was just Joe and I, so it was nice. Um, but obviously I would go to work and then I would get done before Joey had to go to work. Um, so I really, it was just, it was go, go, go for a couple of weeks. Um, and we survived kids are all back. Everyone stayed healthy and yeah, we're going to do that. But anyways, back to my low, um, I've just been putting myself on the back burner. And I think the worst part is, is that I know that I'm doing it, but I'm not necessarily doing anything to fix it. So that's my low. Um, and I guess I might as well just go into a goal that that's my goal is to kind of try and, um, find some time for myself again. This week, yesterday, I was planning on leaving work early so that I could, um, I need it. I need diapers and stuff. I was literally just going to go to Target and then go to Starbucks before I went and got the kids. Because normally I, I don't like going into the stores with the kids. It's a lot with three kids. And then Sophia and Joe are both at the age where they're like, I want this, I want this. And it's like, no, <laughs> you're not getting anything. Um, but so we normally do like pickup and stuff. So I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll leave work. I'll go, I'll just have, you know, walk around for a little bit, but we had a meeting and it ended up taking a lot longer than I thought. So then I didn't end up having time to go. And then today I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. I have a chiropractic appointment at 1145. I'm going to leave after that and go to Dubuque. Well, I, I did that, but by the time I like got lunch and stuff like that, it was, it was like one o'clock. So I was like, I'm not going to rush to Dubuque, but I decided I was going to come home. I was going to put laundry away, uh, but this sounded a little bit better, you know, and this is kind of, it's me time because I'm venting to you guys right now. So we're, we're working on that goal of taking some time for me. My other goal is, um, and if you're watching on YouTube, here's a picture of it, but I, talked a few weeks ago about the high five habit by Mel Robbins. And I wish I could say I was done reading it, but do you think I, I have made much progress on it? No, no, I have not. Um, I'm just a couple chapters in yet. I have not really taken the time to sit down and read it. I was reading it after I'd put Jack to bed. I would just take like, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes before I went to bed to read it. But this time change, man, is kicking my butt. And so normally I put him down and then I hang out with the kids and stuff and talk to Joey when he gets home from work. But then I'm just like, I'm zonked. I'm ready for bed at like seven. So uh, I'm hoping to, I don't know, maybe I'm hoping to just find time to read it. I, I really want to. I know that it's a great book. I've been um, hearing a lot of other people that have finished it say how great it is. So that's my other goal is to kind of work through that book and hopefully, I don't know, at least get a couple chapters in this week. Um, my high for the week, uh, gosh, I don't know. It hasn't been a terrible week. We got to go hunting last weekend, which was um, not everything I'd hoped and dreamed for. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, I talked a little bit about it, but I, um, let's see, we dropped the kids off at Joey's mom's house on Friday night because I had to work Saturday morning and Joey was already at the woods. And so I 
it was two nights without the kids. Um, and they did great. Jack did amazing. But I, if I pump too many times in a row, I tend to get clogged ducks. And I got one Saturday afternoon. Um, I tried and tried to get, get it out, but I, we were at the cabin, so we didn't have hot water. I like had a hand warmer in there to try and help it, but I just, I couldn't get it out. Um, I almost drove home Saturday night because it hurt so bad. And I was like, I, I honestly, I don't know if I would have even been able to pull my bowl back. That's how bad it hurt. So, um, yeah, I was pretty late by that night and Jack was already sleeping. So I'm like, well, it's not gonna, we're not going to do anything. So I stayed and on Sunday morning, I hunted for about two hours. I had to get, I had to get down. Um, but then I ended up coming home. I grabbed the kids and, uh, came home early. So it was, it was nice to get away for a little bit. I had a little bit of quiet time in my stand, which is always nice. Um, but it was just a bummer that I didn't feel great doing it. Uh, but I read the clog duck, like right after I nursed him, which was nice. And then kind of the rest of the day, I was just sore, but feeling better from that. And hopefully that doesn't happen for a long time because if you've ever had one before, they are, they are painful. <laughs> I would not wish that on anyone. Um, so yeah, that was my week. It snowed today. Um, like, uh, it was more like pelting snow every time like snow would come in it was with a lot of wind and so it would just kind of smack you in the face <laughs> it, it's not very cold out though so that's nice and none of the snow has stuck so we've got that going for us I think on Sunday we're supposed to have one to three inches I don't know if it's supposed to stick around because it's gonna be kind of cold next week there's a couple warm days though too so I don't know I, I shouldn't complain because we've had quite a nice fall in Wisconsin so almost the middle of November it's it's time for winter I guess but I tell you what if we get snow on Sunday I might have to find the Christmas tree are you one of those people I typically wait until next weekend like when Joey's gun hunting I typically wait until then to set it up but we'll see with the kids it's it's magical you know um all right that's enough of me rambling Let's get into to my life story. I was born on a hot summer day. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I was probably born on a hot summer day. It was August. But I did not grow up on a farm. I don't have any family that farms. Um, so we can start with that. <laughs> um, my mom is a teacher. And my dad growing up, I don't know what his official title was. Sorry, dad. <laughs> Like, I want to say like safety coordinator of some sorts at a factory or a printing company. Um, so yeah, like no farming background. We didn't know anyone that farmed. Um, and my brother and I had joined 4-H because my cousins were in 4-H. And one of the meetings, a farmer came, I don't know, came to the meeting and was like, hey, you know, if anyone wants to show cows, like come out to the farm. And I honestly, I, I don't know what made us be like, oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, but we went and my first year I showed a, I think it was a spring yearling. Now, mind you, I was eight or nine years old and a spring yearling was way too big for me. Anyways, her name was Kathy. She was a Holstein. She was the worst. Uh, I think 
obviously a big part of it was I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, none of us did. And I don't remember a whole lot from that year, but I do remember the, like right before we went to show at County Fair, right before we walked into the ring, she stepped on my foot and I am pretty sure I cried the entire time I showed her. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was Kathy. That was my first year for whatever reason I decided, Hey, let's do this again. And the next year I showed a spring calf and it was a brown Swiss. And I think that's kind of when I kind of fell in love um, with not only cows, but brown Swiss at the same time. So a lot of people are always like, why brown Swiss? And honestly, that's just it. The farm that we showed with, they had, they had some Holsteins, not many. They don't have any anymore, I don't believe. Um, and then they had brown Swiss and they have Guernseys. So over the years, I showed a handful of Guernseys, but I was pretty much always with the brown Swiss. I just, I absolutely love them. I love their temperament. I love their stubbornness. They're so cute. They're little, they're little fuzzy ears and they're just, they're easy to fall in love with. So, um, yeah, my start in agriculture started with showing cows over the years. I kind of just got more and more involved helping out on the farm. And then, um, through 4-H they had, uh, dairy judging, we did that dairy bowl. Um, I was, I was very involved in 4-H growing up. I think it's a great organization. If you've got kids, get them involved with 4-H because you can do not only agriculture, you can do just about everything. I mean, I did photography, ceramics, uh, I don't know, arts and crafts, archery. The possibilities are endless. I showed my cat one year. She got an award of merit. It was a pretty special time in my life. <laughs> Um, but Forge is a great organization. So uh, if you're looking for something for your kids to get involved in, because, you know, we all have time for all this stuff, I think Forge is definitely one of the top things that I would do. I'm excited for Sophia and uh, Joe and Jack to be able to be old enough to be in 4-H and hopefully they love it as much as I do. Um, but back to that, um, kind of just got more involved. We started showing uh, at other shows besides like County Fair. We did a Canton show and then we'd go to State Fair and then we went to a couple national shows just with uh, the Brown Swiss Juniors. Uh, showed at Expo a couple times with that farm. Like it was, it was just a great experience overall. It was a ton of fun to show the cows and to kind of get them ready all year long. And uh, the group of people that I showed with are just, you know, they were all just lifelong friends, good people, fun to be around. We always had a blast. So that was that was where my love of agriculture kind of began. Um, I was also involved in FFA one year. My high school did not have an FFA. Um, I went to Arrowhead High School. If if you're in Wisconsin and know where that is, it's in Heartland. Um, their number one priority was sports. That's really all they cared about. Probably all they still care about. <laughs> um, but they, so we didn't have an FFA. I along with um, a couple other people wanted to get one started at our school. And we pretty much got shot down because they were like, well, no one's going to want to be an advisor for that. And you need an advisor to have an FFA. So that was kind of a bummer, um, but it's a pretty urban area. So I guess it wasn't that big of a shocker. Uh, but my friend and I ended up joining FFA at another school. I was a senior already, so I only got to be in it one year. But it was really fun uh, just to meet other people 
we just pretty much went to the readings and then did dairy judging with them. So that was, that was fun the year that it happened. Um, and then when it came time for college, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to be involved in the dairy industry or like agriculture at least. Um, so I ended up attending UW Platteville. Um, I, I did apply to River Falls and Madison and River Falls was just, it was too far away for me. I think it was, I don't know, like three and a half, four hour drive, whereas Platteville is two hours away. Madison would have been one hour away. I didn't get into Madison, definitely not smart enough. And looking back, I'm glad because I, I absolutely loved my time at Platteville. I don't think I would have done well in a big city setting. So I am very glad that that all worked out. Um, but yeah, I came to Platteville and majored in animal science with a dairy emphasis. And when I was in Platteville, I started feeding calves on a local dairy there. Um, and I did that for a few months and uh, differences of opinion. I didn't, I didn't stay too long there. Um, but then right after I left, I started working at Weigel Dairy, uh, where I still am today, actually. So that was the spring of my sophomore year that I started working there, uh, just milking part-time. We, um, trying to think, I think we milked three times a day when I first started. There was a short period of time we went back to two times a day before we switched back to three times a day. I don't really remember. Um, but I milked there part-time. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I've had some fun coworkers over the years. And when it came time for graduation, um, so I guess back a little bit. So sophomore year, I started working at the dairy. Um, junior, hmm, right before senior year is when I met Joey. I'm trying to think here. I think it, it might have been the end of, of junior year. It was during spring break of junior year, I think. Um, we both were in a AI technician class, um, you know, learning how to breed cows because who doesn't want to do that on their spring break? Um, but uh, what the girl that I knew knew him. So we were kind of all together for that spring break class. And that's when we met. Um, and we he had a girlfriend at the time. So we just, we didn't, yeah, whatever. Then we just had met. That was about it. Um, and then fast forward to that summer, um, we reunited at the bars. This is like every typical college love story. I think um, you meet back at the bars. Um, but I, I think we've talked about this before. I walked into Boondocks and he was playing Buck Hunter obsessively loud with his friend. And, you know, the rest is history. So anyways, we had been dating for pretty much almost a year before I graduated. And um, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life at that point. As senior year rolled around, I just, I don't know. I loved working on the farm and I loved being around cows. But at the same time, if you don't have a farm to kind of go back to, to start out as a dairy farmer on your own, like first generation and be able to get a loan for that or like have any sort of, I don't know, to, to afford that and stuff. I know it's possible. I, I'm sure I could have figured something out, but 
that really seemed out of reach um, at the time. And my boss was like, you know, I'd love to get the calves back on the farm because at the time they were being raised on another farm. And he's like, I know you like calves. Like, what do you say? You, you know, become the calf manager and uh, we'll get all the calves back here and you can raise them. And I was like, okay. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to leave the area because Joey lived. Um, no, we live like 20 minutes away from Pavo, but I wasn't ready to leave the area with that, obviously. Um, and I really didn't know what else I wanted to do. So I said, yes. Um, so that was really fun to kind of come up with the calf program. Um, I worked really close with our vet and Tom, of course, to, to get going. Um, but a lot of it was, uh, trial and error and going to seminars and classes and researching online and things like that. I, I mean, I had some calf feeding experience, but not, not a lot. I mean, I, I hadn't done it like exclusively for a while. So, uh, started that and, uh, let's see, i I think probably four years later, maybe three or four years later, um, I had the opportunity to buy some cows and keep them on the dairy. And that was, that was really cool for me to be able to do that because that was kind of always the end goal was to have cows. Um, and it was one of those things that I knew that I probably just wasn't going to be able to do it on my own. That's kind of a hard reality. Even now, like I, it would be a dream if I could bring my cows home. And my boss knows that if I had a way to, to milk them at my house, I probably would be. Um, but the dairy industry is hard um, with milk prices being so fluctuating and, and uh, you know, your cost of production is barely, barely what you get a milk check for. It's sometimes it's more than you get your milk check for. It's just, it's hard. And I'm not sure that, I'm not sure it would work. I don't want to lose everything that I've worked so hard for, if that makes any sense. Um, so anyways, I bought my first four brown Swiss cows. Um, and I technically had one cow before that. Her name was Ellie Mae. Um, she had come from a herd that we had bought. And shortly before we bought the herd, she was a heifer at the time she got her foot caught in barbed wire in the fence. So her foot was mangled pretty bad. Um, and then she calved. And so we, we brought her home and I had made like a little pen for her and I put a couple calves in it with her so that she could kind of still be milking and took care of her and stuff. And my boss was like, yeah, she's yours. You, you earn that. You, I mean, I, I fed and watered her every day and, uh, slowly got her foot heel and stuff. And she was, she turned out to be a great cow. Um, we had to put her down a few years ago, but she was, she was, I don't know how old she was. She was a pretty old cow. She, she definitely, uh, paid her, paid her worth. Um, so that was technically my first cow. And then I got my first four cows. Um, and that was a learning experience. They were all pregnant when I bought them. The first three calves were bull calves. So that that sucked. I'm not going to lie. That sucked. Um, now, since I raise bull calves, I don't care when I get them, but, uh, when you're first starting out and you're just hoping for a heifer calf, that hurts a little bit, but the very last one that calved, her name was Delia. 
and she had a little girl. I named her Delilah. I think that's how that went. I could be totally wrong. I'm pretty sure that's what their names were. Anyways, um, so that was exciting. And then kind of over the years, I would buy some at sales. Um, uh, our UW Platteville puts on a sale um, once a year. It was every fall. They changed to the spring last year. Um, so I bought some from them and then kind of just slowly grow, grown my herd with heifers and stuff. I've got mostly all brown Swiss right now and then a few Holsteins yet. And I have one milking shorthorn, technically two. Uh, I own them with my boss. He he always wanted a roan shorthorn. And so we bought one a few years back and she said she had one heifer for us. And then she had a stroke. It was the weirdest thing. I mean, it was never diagnosed a stroke, but we are all 99% sure that's what it was. Um, so yeah, we haven't had good luck with our shorthorns, but this is really me rambling and I apologize. Um, all right, let's fast forward. So just kind of been building my herd over the years. Um, and then still involved with like showing, not quite as much anymore. It's it's hard with the kids and like getting to shows and stuff. Um, this year, obviously I did not do anything cause I knew I'd be having a child in July. And I was like, you know, state fair, which I normally go to because it's close to home. Um, it's the beginning of August. So I knew that wasn't gonna happen, but I'm hoping next year that I can show a couple heifers. I'm really hoping I can get a March calf, uh, for Sophia to show because she is old enough to do like kitty showmanship at uh, one of the local county fairs next year. So I'm excited for that. I hope that the kids uh, love showing and love brown Swiss as much as I do. If they don't, it's okay. Uh, Joe will probably be in a tractor somewhere. He won't have time for time for my cows, but um, that's kind of, I don't know, my life story. Um, Joey and I moved out to his grandma's farm in 2015, I want to say, uh, somewhere around there. Um, and we didn't have any animals to begin with. We had chickens. We had chickens, I think that was about it. Um, and then now over the years, just to get a little bit of cash flow going, we started raising bottle calves, uh, Holsteins mostly. And then we sell them either to the neighbor, take them to the sale barn. Um, and then now we we do hogs once a year. We usually get them in the spring and then butcher them in the fall. And then we obviously do the brown Swiss beef um, for farmers markets and things like that. So it's been really fun just to dabble in all sorts of agriculture. Um, Joy is a good sport about me bringing random things home and, and also me bidding on random animals. Um, he he asked if I was taking his truck to work today. I was like, why? And he's like, well, don't you have to bring the trailer home to go get that cap you're going to buy? <laughs> um, anyways, I am still top bidder on her. So we'll see if I get her. I think the sale ends in like five hours. I'll have to update you guys next week. Um, but yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I've been rambling for a long time. So I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, 
it is interesting looking back just from high school to now I mean it blows my mind I don't I don't give myself enough credit sometimes I don't think but it blows my mind what I was able to do um I know growing up it didn't happen to me often but some people don't think that you are worthy to be in agriculture if you did not grow up on a farm which really bugs me because it's like I I think of that as like if you um were a doctor and it's like oh you shouldn't be a doctor your parents weren't doctors like you know it's it's not the same but it's kind of the same um so I just I don't I don't love that I think anyone that wants to be involved in agriculture I think they should go for it it's there's so much you can do in agriculture and so much to learn and so many life lessons and stuff so I I really encourage people um if they if they're interested in it to you know, you don't have to necessarily get a job at a farm, but find a mentor or find someone that you can, you know, visit farms um, and see what it's about. Join 4-H. You can learn a ton in that or FFA. Um, I know one, <laughs> I'll never forget this, <laughs> one um, year at Dairy Bowl. In Dairy Bowl, if you don't know, it's, um, they pretty much quiz you on like dairy facts, essentially facts about cows and like nutrition and stuff like that and I don't even know what competition it was but we were just like matched with random people and um, one of the boys that was on my team pretty much told me to like not answer any questions because I didn't come from a farm so I didn't I didn't know anything boy howdy did that not make me happy I <laughs> that's one of those things that you don't forget about I still remember that kid he's very prominent in the dairy industry and I I've never liked him all because he said that to me and one year at FFA this is this is me being really snotty right now but one year at FFA judging I I think it was FFA Every dare judging I don't remember some judging competition and I beat him <laughs> Boy, did that feel good. <laughs> okay, I'm done being snotty. But moral of the story is just because you didn't grow up on a farm does not mean that you cannot have a passion for the industry and learn and grow and become someone successful in the dairy industry. So I'll get off my soapbox now. I'm going to finish drinking my coffee. And, you know, I've got about 15 minutes before I have to get the kids. So I think I'm going to sit down and read The High Five Habit. Wow. I drink my coffee and while it's snowing again outside. Um, anyways, if you are not following our Facebook and Instagram page, make sure to do so. We are at the Ford Farming Podcast. Um, you can follow Amber at Cranberry Chats and myself at Farming with the Hillies. And if you haven't yet and want to leave us a review, that would be awesome. You can do it on Apple Podcasts or our Facebook page. You can leave reviews. Um, if you're not on either of those and you're just on Instagram, you can always leave us a message review if you want to call it that um and also we're on youtube now we've been on there for a while but uh we don't always upload the podcast but amber has been doing really good at that really good job of that so if you prefer to watch us um there's really nothing to see here i um i'm looking like a hot mess but if you prefer that you can head over to youtube and check it out it's for our podcast and also amber started a youtube uh, for cranberry chat so make sure you go follow her 
she's been doing some recipes and I know she got some really cool videos from Harvest. So I'm excited to see those. So make sure you're following us on all, all the things. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening every week. We know that things have been kind of, oh, weird since uh, we both had our babies this summer. It's been, it's been hard to match up our schedules and things like that, but we're really happy that you're here. Um, we hope that we can kind of, I don't know, maybe find normalcy or at least find time to record an episode together soon. And I hope you guys all have a great week. So thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.